What's up, everyone? My name is Joe Navarro. I am your host, and this is Empower Co's podcast, All Things Wellness. Hello, beautiful people. How are you? As always, happy Monday. I hope everybody's having an absolutely incredible beginning of the week. And today, we're going to start diving a little bit more into relational wellness. And we're actually going to be doing this in a couple of steps. Today is just going to be me, myself, and I talking about the four different attachment styles. Um, I posted a little video on my Insta yesterday talking about that very briefly, and you guys just hit all my DMs and asked me all the questions about all the things. So today here on All Things Wellness, we are going to be talking about all the things attachment styles, okay? So we're going to dive right into it. Okay, the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to kind of explain each attachment style. I'm going to go about how the relationship when you're a child really, really impacts, especially the relationship that you have with your mother and how that sort of impacts the type of fulfillment that you have with your needs being met as an adult now. And then the different stages that we sort of go through in life, which are attachment is the first one, independence is the second one, achievement is the third, and altruism is the fourth. Okay, so I'm going to be kind of be going over those. And then I'm just going to be doing a quick overview at the end of each attachment style, kind of giving you the signs, what to look for, the general attitude of how this attachment style human usually conducts themselves or um, how they present themselves to you, if that makes sense. And what are some things that maybe they might say or that you might hear coming from this type of person? Okay, so we're going to be working a little bit backwards, um, and we're actually going to start to where you want to get to, okay? Ultimately, the goal here is for you to grow into a secure attachment style. Trust me when I say that even though I consider myself being a secure attachment style now, it was not always this way. It's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of therapy. It's been a lot of things um, being able to sort of release and let go past traumas, having hard conversations that really, really, really got me to this point to where I can genuinely say that it's such a freeing type of feeling to be able to say, I am a secure attachment style. You do you, boo-boo. I'm over here living my best life. If you want to be a part of it, my heart, my arms are wide open, um, but there are going to be some healthy boundaries involved and um, communication is going to be of utmost important utmost importance. Excuse moi. Okay, so diving right in. Secure attachment style. 65% of people in the world have this attachment style, which I think is pretty cool um, because I think especially in our generation, 
hashtag elder millennial here. Um, (laughs) We think that, you know, we maybe encounter a lot more of the avoidant or the anxious attachment style, but maybe that's because we're looking for love in the wrong places. I know. Just, just hold that thought, save it for later, put it in your pocket. Okay. So if you are and have been a secure attachment style, it means that generally as a child, you were secure, happy, you love to explore, um, you were kind of like free range, you know, you were genuinely just happy-go-lucky, okay? And the relationship that you had with your mother or how she met your your needs, right, um, is that she was she was quick, she was receptive, she was sensitive, and she was consistent. I think that is the most important thing, the consistency of it all. Um, And therefore, your needs, you know, the the act of you actually believing whether your needs are going to be met or not, were actually fulfilled. So you you believed it. If you had a question, if you needed something, mom was there, she was consistent about it. And so now you're like, okay, these are the expectations, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, how that might look like now, right, in in regards to our attachment. It's, you know, we're very friendly. We we work well. We're cooperative. We um we're okay with intimacy. We trust, we love, we have respect for ourselves and for others. And I think um that getting to a place where you are love and light, but you also have respect and you have healthy boundaries is something so beautiful and so important um, that I think everybody should work towards. And then in regards to your independence, you know, you you have self-control, you're confident, you're assertive, you're responsible, you got your stuff together, if you know what I mean, okay? Um, in regards to your achievements, you you are successful, you're a problem solver, you're creative, you're resilient, you are persistent, you know, you don't give up. You hit the ground, you get back up. You hit the ground, you get back up. And sometimes that takes time, you know, that, that takes you getting punched in the face with, you know, throughout life a couple times for you to build that resistance, uh, resiliency and that resistance and that persistence. And, you know, another thing is that you're very motivated. You don't need someone constantly saying like, hey, you need to get your act together. Hey, I need you to get motivated. Hey, why don't you just go to the gym today? You know, it's like you're you're motivated. You're on it. You got this, right? Um, and then finally, we develop into just very caring and compassionate, empathetic people where we understand and we see things from other people's perspective, but at the same time, we're not willing to compromise our own um, wants and needs. We actually try to come together and um, meet in the middle, okay? Um, These people, you know, are just, are awesome. Like, not that anybody else isn't, but I think that when you set intentional boundaries, when you know your worth, when you 
are just fun and you stay in the present moment. You're not constantly wondering, you know, in regards to relationships, of course, this is what this whole thing is about, is, you know, where is this going? Oh my gosh, I just planned our wedding and we're going to have five kids and we're going to live in this type of house. And then it's like, whoa, bro, like just, just live in the moment, you know, don't be so worried about the future. Like, yes, if you want a long-term relationship, say so. But don't plan what your wedding is going to look like when you just met the guy or the girl the first, like, month or four, you know? Like, (laughs) wait, relax, be patient, let it simmer, let it build, let it be romantic, you know, let, let that let that happen on its own. I promise you, you're going to enjoy the relationship much more if you don't already have like a wedding date planned in your calendar. I pr- promise you. There, there's no added pressure. You know, people with secure attachment styles, they're really good at communicating and they're saying like, if they see something, they're just like, hey, I noticed this. Could you please be better at communicating or at stating your needs or at um, giving me my space or at X, Y, or Z, right? They're really good at communication and they value it. They value communication so much. Um, And another thing is kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier is you're cooperative and flexible in your behaviors, meaning you're willing to meet in the middle. You're willing to compromise if if that person is also doing what they need to be doing in the relationship, if that makes sense. Like it's a it's an equal give and take. You know, it's like, okay, today you had a bad day. I'm going to step up to the plate and be what you need me to be. But then on the days where I feel like absolute just trash, I'm I'm going to need you to do the same for me. And it's it's you feel comfortable doing those things. You you feel comfortable stepping up for this person because you know that you because you've already stated your needs, that person is going to show up the same for you. No doubt about it. Okay? So that is pretty much secure attachment style. I got notes, so excuse if you hear my my pages. Okay, we're going to move on now to the avoidant. Guys, <laughs> this one's so hard. Um, I have a lot of my clients that struggle with this. And I know so many people in my own personal life that struggle with this. So many. Um, and it's 20% of people in the world that have uh, avoidant lifestyle or <laughs> avoidant lifestyle. No, avoidant attachment styles, right? This. So if we're going backwards as a child, If you have an avoidant style now, that means you haven't healed, you haven't gotten to the secure one, right? We're we're in avoidant. Avoidant children were usually emotionally distant and they weren't really like good at exploring new things. They, um, it's not that they weren't happy kids, but it was like, it depends on the setting, you know? Um, The mother, the relationship with the mother which again is is your needs being met, how they were met, was probably a little distant. It was probably a little disengaged. Um, 
you know, which then obviously caused you as a child to subconsciously think that "Mm, maybe my needs won't be met. Like, I don't know. Maybe. But I doubt it. Okay? That's kind of how that goes. And then now you grew up, right? And you are this attachment style. You are avoidant. You're an avoider. Now you alienate yourself and you withdraw quickly. The minute you start having feelings, the minute you catch yourself like, oh my gosh, I'm falling for this person or oh my gosh, I'm constantly thinking about her or him or like, man, like this person has got me in my feels. All of this starts manifesting almost like at once. Like you're, it's, 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 if you're in the healing process, it could come and go sort of thing. But if you're like, no, this is, this is my attachment style. This is probably happening all at once. You alienate, you withdraw, you, um, you almost like fall into this lonely pattern. Um, you become suspicious. You start rejecting, um, anything that might elevate those emotions that you have for this person. Because let's, let's, Let's kind of have a little coaching moment here. The feelings are already there, right? The feelings that you have for this person have already developed. And now it's like you're trying to get a magic eraser with this behavior and just scrub the crap out of it until it just like magically disappears. But the thing is that all you're doing is slapping a Band-Aid on it and they're not going anywhere, right? And the only thing that that's, make that's kind of causing or that's gonna happen right when you start displaying these behaviors is you're gonna drive this person away especially if that person has a secure attachment style just as a side note right in in regards to your independence avoiders you you can look confident right? But sometimes you may not be very confident. You might have very low self-worth or self-esteem, but you try to display, you try to sort of mask that and you try to look as confident as you can. Um, you've learned throughout your life helplessness. You've, you know that feeling very well. You can honestly be misled pretty easily and you can sometimes lack self-control. You could be irresponsible. Granted, not every avoider has all of these things, but, you know, a lot of them have very, very similar traits, right? In in regards to achieving things and how you, your success, right? It's you sometimes tend to underachieve. You tend to be failure-oriented, which means it's like, oh, well, it's going to fail anyway. Why put any effort into it? Like, why do it if it's gonna if it's gonna fail? Like, I already know, right? Kind of going back to that child meant fulfillment of like, I don't know, it's not gonna work, it's, eh. right? So you're failure oriented now, and sometimes that means that you're lazy or that you avoid taking risks or that you fear change. Like, if you need to change anything about yourself, oof, that's rough, and you can be a bit immature 
depending on the setting, right? Especially when it comes to relationships. And again, you mask that and you really don't show those things because you're pushing these people away. You're alienating yourself from them. You're withdrawing from them. So they don't see these behaviors, right? Vulnerability is a no-no for you. And sometimes you can be antisocial, you can be narcissistic. Um, all these things can manifest in an avoider, okay? Um, and, and the thing is, though, with avoiders, with an avoidment attachment style, avoidance is a self-defense mechanism that pretty much says, if I push you away first, you will not get an opportunity to hurt me. And that's where it hits. Because at the end of the day, your inner child is just screaming, please, just please don't hurt me. And your nervous system, right, if we're going to that degree, remembers all the trauma and everything that you've endured in the past, whether it be past relationships or your childhood trauma or your childhood um, development. And it says, "Uh uh-uh, we've been through this before. We're not going to do it again. We're just we're just going to protect ourselves. And what gets uncomfortable here is that you have to fight that and you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. You have to be willing to really face those fears and to really embrace change because otherwise this is where you're going to get stuck. You know, it, it's you're going to continue disconnecting from your needs. You're going to subconsciously or even consciously sometimes continue to sabotage relationships. You can, you know, you'll you'll probably continue to have um, these feelings of being detached, right? Of apathy, of I just I don't want to I don't want to deal with it. I don't. I'm just going to suppress all these emotions and and trust and emotions are difficult for you if you are this attachment style. You know, and asking for help is probably one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things that you can do as an avoider. But I promise you that that in itself is if you find someone, right? If you find someone that you're like, oh, this person, this person might just be the one or this person is is good and kind and willing right? And, and is a good listener and all these things. And if you find someone like that, ask for help. Because you can't practice being secure in your relationships and having a secure attachment without you being in one. And that goes for anxious attachment styles as well and the disorganized that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Okay, just like a quick little post-it note moment. You cannot go towards being a secure attachment style if you do not practice that within your relationships, within your dating life. It's just not going to happen, you guys. It's like if we're like, I want to be a painter, but all you do is go to art galleries and look at all the beautiful art around you. And you don't ever pick up a brush with some paint and put it on a canvas. 
it's not, it's not going to happen, right? You're always going to just be stuck with the idea of like, okay, I know these are the things that I have to do, but if I don't actually put them into action, nothing is going to happen. They're just going to be that. They're just going to be ideas, okay? So beware if you hear yourself or maybe somebody else saying, oh, no, don't worry. I'm fine on my own. Or oh, I don't see the point of talking about our emotions or our feelings. I'm, I'm good. I got this. I, I do it by myself. Yeah. Those are signs of an avoider. Now I'll, I'll handle it. We're good. Okay, cool. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's rough, man. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, but moving on. Moving on. Anxious or sometimes called um, ambivalent attachment styles. This is about 10 to 15% of people in the world. Okay. Um, we're going to go through this one a little bit quicker. Uh, anxious attachment styles as a child. Um, maybe you were anxious, you were insecure, maybe you had bursts of anger, you didn't know what, how to really handle those emotions or work through those emotions. Um, your, your parent or especially your mother, maybe she was inconsistent, she was maybe sometimes sensitive, and maybe some other times she was neglectful, okay? It's, it's kind of that you never knew what you were going to get sort of thing. Um, and then your fulfillment in, re in regards to your needs was, are you, are you kidding me? I can't rely on my needs being met. Nope. That's not a thing. I'm going to maybe try to go on an outburst or just stay quiet until maybe one day they'll get met. Maybe. Okay, so now you've grown up, right? We're all grown up. And you are constantly seeking attention. You constantly crave affection. You're overly clingy. You're on the phone 24-7. Like, the texting that you do is like, hey, where are you? Why haven't you called me? Hey, are you okay? I've been trying to reach you all day. Like, messages on messages on messages on messages on messages like no breathing room nothing you're it's constant right the people that usually call you or maybe you need you have you have this like anxiety right that you have to get a hold of this person and you don't know what you're gonna do if you don't okay that's that's where the attachment kind of builds right? Growing up, maybe you were rebellious. Maybe you were reckless. Maybe even you were a bully or manipulative or aggressive, you know? Or maybe you were passive, right? It's, it's either end of the spectrum here. Maybe you were just like super passive and you were just like a pushover. And trust me, when I was growing up, I considered myself an anxious attachment style and that, the therapy, <laughs> you guys, the therapy, 
that I had to go through to really heal a lot of these things was like, oh my gosh. But I did the work. And I was more of the passive. I was more of the pushover. I was more of the goody two shoes. I was the person that I would let people walk all over me. I would um, never say if something was wrong or anything. I would just kind of be to myself and I'd be like, no, I'm okay. Yeah, no, we're okay. Like it, it was, it was, it's been a journey. You guys, it's, it's a thing, you know, an achievement level, you know, you're, you're an overachiever, you're a workaholic, you're overly competitive. You're, you know, you're risk seeking constantly. And it's like that sort of, like, I have to win. I have to prove myself. I have to prove my worth to everybody else except myself. And I can relate so hard to this. Like, bar none. It's one of those things that I was like, growing up at least, in dance, I remember I broke my foot, right? Like, side story. I broke my foot um, in five places. For a dancer, that's like depre- instant depression. It, it was not good. But what did I do? Because I was just anxiety written, right? And in, in that kind of attachment style. I literally went to rehearsal every single day with a cast on my foot. And I would write down all the moves to all the dances that we would be doing at competition. And then the minute, guys, when I tell you the minute I got the cast off, I was like, okay, cool, mom. I'm going to rehearsal. My mom, being the beautiful Latina mother that she is, she goes, the hell you are. And I said, yeah, okay, no, you're probably right. Did I still go to rehearsal? Yes, I did. Yep. Sure did. Let's just say the relationship between my mom and I in high school was a little bit, you know, uh, rocky. It had a little bit of tension attached to it, but we're all good now. So, you know, it's in the past. We moved on. But as just an example that anxious attachment styles, they will push and they are part of the burnout society that we have now. I guarantee you. Um, now, you know, it's if you're still in that attachment style now as an adult, then you're maybe selfish or you like to overly indulge, whether that be shopping, food, anything. Um, and you tend to have codependent relationships where if you don't know where your partner is, what they're doing, all these things, and then they can't depend on you in the same way, oof, forget about it. It's not, it's, nope, mm -mm. it's, you're tied at the hip, okay, um, and then you just require now, like, you require a lot of closeness, you, you express your insecurities, but then you freak out if they don't do the same thing, you often take things very personally, not like, ouch, oh, that's okay, but like, just, you know, bullet to the heart, I'm down for a couple of hours kind of thing. Um, you have difficulty explaining what's bothering you. That's a big one, you guys. Like you could do a lot of like, so 
Um, I wanted to talk to you because, um, well, you know, no, it's, I mean, it's okay. If you're too stressed, we don't, we don't have to talk about it. We can just, it's, it's fine. That kind of conversation will happen, you know, sort of like, I want you to reassure me often. Like if you hear that, that's, that's an anxious attachment style or, I, I constantly worry about a relationship or I constantly worry about where we're going or I worry you're going to leave me. I worry we're not going to make it. You know? And to those of you that have an attachment style, babes, my loves, if he wanted to, he would. Or if she wanted to, she would. Period. Like, Write it down somewhere where you can see it. Repeat it to yourself daily. If they wanted to, they would. They don't? Bye, Felicia. Straight up. Because why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you? That's a turnoff in my book. Like, why would you want to pine for someone's attention that's not willingly wanting to give it to you? You should never have to beg anybody for attention. And that starts by knowing your worth, building your worth, and understanding who the hell you are and who you want to show up up in in life. Or as show up, you know what I'm trying to say. Y'all get it, okay? It's It's been a long day. <laughs> But yeah, just remember who the hell you are, babe. Remember who the hell you are. And show up as that person every single day. There we go. Okay, and then I promise you guys I'm going to be super quick. Super quick doing the last one, okay? It's the disorganized attachment style. Think of this attachment style as a cocktail of the last two, okay? It's 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 a, sort of like a very, very unhealthy marriage of those two things, okay? 10 to 15% of people also will have this attachment style. And from personal experience and the people that I've worked with um, in my field as a life coach, I would generally like to say that these attachment styles come from people growing up in very, um, like, abusive households. A lot of toxicity. Like, heavy, heavy on the toxic. Okay? So, if you're a disorganized um, attachment style, as a kid, you are probably very depressed. You are very angry. Um, or you were the complete opposite. And I mean, you were non-responsive. You were completely passive. It was either all or nothing, like rage or just depression with, like, you did not have a voice. You felt like you had no voice. You were not going to be heard. Okay. Um, and you were just, you were around a lot of unpredictability okay um the relationship that you had with your parent or your mother um maybe she was very extreme maybe she was very erratic 
Uh, maybe she was either a very scary individual for you as a kid or she was very um, – or she was scared all the time, right? It kind of depends. Was she the aggressive kind where she was just – you were scared silly of your mom or was she scared all the time? So then you, right, kind of learned that behavior and now you're scared of all the things, right? Um, maybe she was very, like, passive, but also very intrusive. You had no privacy. You had not, like, it was in your business all the time, 24-7, and not in a good way, right? Um, just a very intense behavior. And when that came to your fulfillment, obviously, as a kid, it was severely confusing for you. You had no strategy. You had no idea. It was one of those like, it's up in the air today. That's that's how it is. We're just we're gonna flip a coin, see, see how it goes. Okay. And and you had no way of navigating that. You were just lost at sea. Right? So now kind of the 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 way that you attach yourself or you're independent or the way that you achieve could be a blend of, like I said, kind of like the last two, right? So maybe feeling ineffective or helpless in life. You have, you know, you're both very vigilant and also very anxious, right? And it's almost like you're vigilant because you're anxious. You are poor... Um, at setting goals for yourself. You're not very goal-oriented. You are struggling with contradictory behaviors. It's kind of like, hey, I'm in a relationship, but I hate your guts, but please don't leave me. Right? That is just, it's, it's toxic. It's these toxic types of relationships of God, I can't stand you, but I don't know how to be without you. It's that. It's, you know, constantly saying, you know, I need to keep my guard up. I need to keep these walls up. I need to um, just be, be aware that, you know, people will always let me down and relationships are confusing. So I don't know. It's, it's this big question mark, right, where you're just stuck in the middle. You don't know what you want. You don't know what you should want. And it's and it's just toxic. Right? So that is the disorganized attachment style. And that was a lot of information I just threw at you guys. <laughs> um and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, you know? Um but I think it's really important. I think that when we're trying to have healthy relationships, which I will be talking to amazing human beings next time on just general, like we're going to be talking about relationships, is um, that you you have to you have to sit down with yourself, whatever attachment style you are, what even if you're a secure one, right? And I highly recommend this, kind of just sitting down with yourself 
where it's completely quiet, you have no distractions, and you grab a piece of paper and a pen or your iPad or your phone, whatever, and you literally make bullet points, if that's easier for you, on what you want in a relationship. Everything. Do you want silliness? Do you want, you know, respect? What do your boundaries look like? Uh, are you adventurous? Do you like to travel? Do you, um, or do you have a routine? Do you, all of the things, all of the things, you know, of what does communication look like between you and your partner? What all, literally guys, everything everything, even if it seems silly, even if it feels like you're asking too much, or even if it feels like just whatever, right? Write it down. Write it down on a piece of paper. And just even if it's back and front, write all your needs, everything how you want your relationships going forward, working towards that secure attachment style to look like. And then if you use back and front, grab another piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, do yourself a favor. And I want you to write down how you want to show up in relationships. What does your healed self look like in these new, amazing, beautiful, fulfilling, exciting relationships? What does it look like? Do you go on, you know, fun dates that are maybe out of your comfort zone? Do you um, communicate a lot better? Do you face your fears? Do you communicate well? Do you, um, you know, like, do you state your needs when you're triggered? I think that's a big one. And I think that should be on everyone's piece of paper. That if you're coming either from an avoidant or an anxious attachment style, disorganized, obviously too as well. But if you, if, if your partner or the person that you're dating, right, does something that you maybe are triggered by it or that you feel it, right? Because your nervous system is going to react. So it's very important for you to listen to your body and be aware have enough self-awareness of how your body talks to you. And when your nervous system kind of gives you that little jolt of like, oh, wait a minute, what is this? Uh Uh-uh, wait, 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 what? What's going on? What's going on here? I want you to be like, hey, I just, I need to work something through something real quick. And can we just, can you help me work through this and address it right then and there? The faster you cut through the fear, the faster you cut through the anxiety, the faster you get rid of the self-sabotaging behaviors and just say like, hey, like this thing that you just said or this thing that you just did triggered me and I just, I need to figure out why. And then once you figure out why, kind of work with them and say, okay, so okay, cool. Now that I know why, can we figure out a way To where if you do this thing or you say something like this again, we know how to both work through it. 
That way they're aware. They know what you're feeling. They know what you're thinking and why. And now you're at peace because you're not having to worry about whether or not that person is is going to meet your needs or not or that they're too much. They're there. They're there with you. Right? Granted, it also takes finding somebody that's willing to do that. And I promise you guys, right, that doing this exercise and having that paper back in front or these two pieces of paper of figuring out what you want and what you need in a relationship and then how you're willing to show up for this relationship is going to give you a brand new perspective. And the person that kind of form forms in your mind, right, of who you are and who you're trying to become because we're working towards that every single day, myself included, and the person that you find out in life, right? The right person will be willing to work through these things with you. The right person will grab you by the hand and say, I got you and I'm not going anywhere. I don't scare easy. And if you're willing, I'm willing to work through this with you. And that is something that is so important, guys. Finding somebody that knows and that understands that relationships should at the foundational level have this thing of from now on, even if you're dating you guys, even if you're just dating and just getting to know each other, because that's when you're literally building the foundation for a formalized relationship and a committed relationship is saying, it's gonna be you and me against this problem or this fear, or this thing, right? Whether it comes from me or whether it comes from you. It's you and me against this, against this problem. It's not going to be us pointing fingers at each other and saying it's you against me. Because that is the minute the relationship will end. When there is blame and judgment and anger and resentment building. And I guarantee you, the minute, the minute that you start building those blocks of resentment and judgment and all those things, you will no longer have a relationship. So make sure that when you find someone that you are really into or that has a lot of potential... You state these things and you say, look, these are the things that I want in a relationship. These are the things that I'm looking for. This is how I plan to show up for you. Are you willing to meet me at my level? Plain and simple. The answer is yes. Cool. Let's have fun. Let's explore. Let's let's do it. You know, let's not worry about the future. We're here now. Let's do it. Keeping in mind that this, this is what we're here for. We're here for the present. We're here for the moment and we're here to build a foundation that will carry us forward, right? Knowing and understanding each other's healthy boundaries, knowing and understanding each other's communication styles and attachment styles and love languages and all the things. That's how you set yourself up for success within a relationship.
right? And then if you start seeing that, you know, this person maybe isn't exactly all that they made themselves up to be, then you have two choices. You can wait, see how it goes, right? Or you could say, hey, this is what I'm needing. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. Um, where are you at? Check in, man. I always recommend it. Check in. Absolutely. Check in with each other. Are, do you feel like all your needs and all the things that you wanted based on the previous conversation are being met? The answer is yes. Cool. I don't. Here's why. <laughs> right? Or if they say no, be like, okay, cool. Can we talk about it? And that's how you know that you're in the right relationship. Because if they say yes, oof, there you go. We're building. We're getting there. Right? They say yes. Moving forward. Absolutely. If they say no, they're not willing to talk about it. They just don't care. Okay. Well, I wish you the best. And I hope you find what you're looking for. That's it, man. You let them go. You let them go. So, how about them apples? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, man. So that's attachment styles for you. And a little bit extra because, you know, we like to keep it spicy up in here. Um, so next time, we're going to be talking about the relationship that I think is the most important, which is the relationship with yourself, with somebody that I've known since I was, man, like six years old. He's one of my bestest friends, closest friends. He knows every embarrassing story there probably is to tell about me. And um, we're going to have him on, on here. And he's going to be kind of taking us through his journey, which I think is a very beautiful one. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then the following week, we're going to be talking to some amazing, beautiful human beings that I love dearly. And uh, we're going to be talking about all things relationships, right? The good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly. And I hope you stay tuned. I love you guys. Have an amazing rest of your day. Go conquer life like you know you can. And I will see you next week. Mwah! And that was our episode for today. If you would like to learn more, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to stay tuned on upcoming episodes. If you would also like to follow us on social media, you could find us at Empower Co. Or you can follow me at Empower Joe, J-O, on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much, and I hope you have an amazing day. I love you.